0: Lob Talk Radio.
1: All right. This is
2: okay. This is Leslie Gist. You listen to the Gist of Freedom. Um, tonight we have a special tribute show to Miss Harriet Tubman, and our guest is Karen Jones Metz. She is a world-renowned actress. She's been uh, performing her show Harriet Returns for a few decades. And with, without any further ado, let's introduce Miss Karen Jones-Meadows.
1: Thank you, Liz, very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Karen, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, yes. Thank you. Okay. you can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you okay. perfectly. Right.
2: Okay. We can start off with today's date, the significance of today's date.
1: So today is March 10th, and in 1913, Harriet Tubman made her transition. And her legacy and her energy remains, And in fact, probably has grown since that time. She, because of her ability to live so thoroughly and so inclusively and to embrace her own desires to be free, and to care about the welfare of others in a way that transcended most people's even ability to comprehend much less participate in uh, freeing because she literally helped free people, but she also worked on their minds and on their consciousness, and she brought so many things to light. So she is celebrated and continues to be what I like to call the mother spirit uh, that permeates the United States, mm-hmm. not just African-Americans, but everybody. She really does. Uh, wow. She's an example of a life so well-lived.
2: Okay. Um, before this show even started, we have several questions about um, Harriet's, a few of her um, landmarks, uh, places that people are visiting, and there's new ones popping up every day. Could you just give us a little bit of information on some of the ones that you know from the top of your head?
1: Okay. From the top of my head, I know there's a Harriet Tubman home in Auburn, New York, and that's where she spent the, well, most of her years. She had a home there, and it's still there, and it's an historic landmark. And there she built, uh, she had 25 acres of land, and she and Secretary of State uh, Seward made sure that that happened. She, she, you know, at that time african American weren't allowed to have property. Women weren't allowed to have property. There was a whole lot of why that shouldn't happen, but it happened. When Harry wanted something, she stayed with it. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about mm-hmm. the fact that she believed in creativity. A lot of times for most of us, if we have a block, we look at how that block is going to deter us from what we're doing. She had a block. She looked at, oh, oh, what am I going to do to create what I need to go around the block? And so Mm -hmm. she had this home, which had a cookhouse, a laundry, a bakery. She raised vegetables. She had the John Brown Infirmary, her own home, and the home for aged and indigent Negroes. And she was guided to have that. She she. Um, was, with, in my opinion, psychic. People might not like that word. People call her mystic, this, that, and the other. But she listened to her intuition, and she was mm-hmm. guided to have this home, and the home was open to anybody. She particularly, of course, focused on people of African descent, and she was a caregiver and a caretaker, and she actually spent her final years there as well in 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 that home being cared for. Um, <laughs>
2: you're, you're talking pretty fast, Miss Karen.
1: Um, you know, did you say John Brown? <laughs> yeah, the John Brown infirmary. So she um when John Brown was planning Harper's Ferry, he met he met with her and she helped him to strategize and she intended mm-hmm. to be there. And mm-hmm. when that of course went awry and, and he had nineteen people and two of his sons were killed and he was executed, he was hung, Um, On on, on the way to being hung, however, he did reach for a black baby in the arms of their mother, the baby's mother, and he kissed it and he held it up and was still on his trajectory of, I'm about this, and she... Mm -hmm. She really loved him. She really, in fact, there's in, in in the way that I have Harriet's return. She talks about the fact from from time she was, she was born to that day, she didn't know she was capable of loving a white man, um, <laughs> because of what had happened to her and her her experiences. And she had a lot of great experiences, of course, eventually dealing with people. But she really had a soft spot in his heart, in her heart for him, and cared about him. And she planned to be there. She was sick. And she still tried to go to Harpers Ferry, but she was really too sick. And she believed that it was her guides who protected her from there because she would have been, she would have been killed too. Um, right. It, it, now it, you it, also I, it, talked about the acres.
2: Tell the audience right. how many acres she owned.
1: She had 25 acres of land. And wow. when she passed, she, she, um, there, there's the AME church adjacent, and she passed the land to them as well so that they had caregiving, caretaking. And um, yeah, but twenty five acres of land is a lot of land. I went there, I did I did a fundraiser for the Harry Tubman home several years ago. I love doing mm-hmm. fundraisers with the play. It's great for that. But I got mm-hmm. to walk I got to see so the John Brown Infirmary, you can see where it was. There's a stream going through the property. I walked along the stream and it's ruined, but you can see where the building was. And you can see mm-hmm. um, you can see a lot of things. They went to the house the house is narrow. You know, she was small. People think she's a big woman. She's a very small woman. And mm-hmm. in in her house, the staircase is narrow. And her stove was still there. You know, it's amazing. As you can tell, I love I love I love history. I love I love all of this. And I love knowing mm-hmm. that not only I mean that's Harriet, of course, amazing, but we have a legacy of ancestors. And I right right now, I feel like they're in the highest informative and inspiring state they've been in, in in a long time for a multitude of reasons, some of which doesn't, we don't have to go into detail because we know why. But we're being activated, and her energy is mm-hmm. so strong right now. The Harriet Tubman, the new Harriet Tubman Byway, is opening this weekend.
2: Wow. And, now, we and have right a, a
1: mm-hmm. call in right
2: now, and I told you about this young lady from New York online. We have a question. Okay, I guess in here it's a three four seven. So if you wanna talk, if you want to jump in you can. But continue, Karen. Okay, so, so you talk about this new uh,
1: Right. There there there's a the new
2: Okay, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> we were dropped. I apologize, listening audience, but we are back. We were talking about the new, the grand opening. Go ahead, Karen. Right.
1: So the grand opening is taking place, and it's all weekend, and there are events, and um, some things are free and some things are are, are tickets. It's in, um, in Dorchester County, and I'm looking for um, a phone number if people want to hear it is. Four one zero nine zero one nine two five five for questions. they are artifacts from the family, um, and so we have Maryland. We have because that's where she was born. That's where she lived, and that's where she escaped from. And then yeah. he lived in in Saint Catherine, Canada, and so events are going on there. I know there's events. I started talking talk about the Emmett Pierpont Safe House, which is in Randallstown, Maryland, and they always have an event over the weekend, and they have a safe house there, and Shirley and Jeff Supic are the superintendents of that home, and they, they, we may as well call them conductors. They protect that house, and they protect the legacy. They don't know if Harriet Tubman was ever literally there. However a lot of people came through there and they have, there's something unique about it. They have a, there's a symbol. So when people escape, um, when, mm-hmm. when freedom seekers escaped and they went there, there's a, I don't know what you call it, but it's a, it's a basement, but you know, the doors that open up, they would feel for a brick and the brick has a relief symbol on it. It looks sort of like, um like a peace sign with antennas and they have the original brick. And, they would like to make that actually the international symbol for the Underground Railroad, no matter what railroads are going on. So, of course, our, our historic one, but also, you know, there's a lot of, of people being enslaved in various kinds of ways right now that are needing to be from from sex trade and all the various kinds of things. But they have that, and people would feel for that, know they were in the right place, and then go down into the cellar there. Um Okay. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm.
2: we have the caller back on. I don't know why we had okay. such a difficult time once we connected her. But um, can you hear us? Do you, want, do you have a question? Joanne?
0: Oh, hi. Uh, yes. Uh, how are you, Karen? This is Jenny. I'm oh, fine, and thank you. How are you? <laughs> Okay, I'm so excited about um, Harriet Tubman. She's been a hero of mine for the longest time. I was a teacher in the schools, and there's a lot of children's books on Harriet Tubman, Mm -hmm. and they consider her a superhero, Mm -hmm. which is true. Right. Um, So, and now also, you know, on WGN um, America, the underground show is right, out, yeah, on it. She's being portrayed. Yeah, it's great. There's also a Facebook group called WGN Underground Runners. And I was telling Leslie that I shared her um posting about the uh about the home that mm-hmm. that Harry Tubman had set up. So a lot of people liked it and one person asked how could they visit? Do you have to make reservations? Can you see everything in one day? What do you yeah,
1: know about wait, that? To, to my knowledge, I mean, I've been there, and to my knowledge, you can, and I'll pull it up. Um, they have tours, and Harriet oh. has a relative. Her name is Pauline Copes Johnson, and she's one of At least she was at one at one, at one, at one time. She's in her seasoned years, and I don't know if she's mm. still doing it, but she's her great great grandniece. and her name is Pauline Copes Johnson. The contact for the Harriet Tubman home in Auburn is 315,
2: 315.
1: Uh huh. Two five eight. Two.
0: All right. Three one right. Two five two. Yes. Two zero eight one.
1: Two zero eight one. And the address and is One Eighty South Street in Auburn. Um, and recently, uh, National Park Services—it's come under the auspices of National Park Services.
2: And right, I know at right. the
1: time Reverend Carter was he and his wife um, Catherine. I want to say Catherine. I'll leave him right. Um, were the, the caretakers, and and um, so I. I don't know if anything's changed that much. I know the executive director's name is Karen Hill, and so you can. Um, and her email is khill at harriethouse dot org. And, but I know I know they have tours it's Tuesday through Friday 10 to 4 and Saturdays 10 to 3 they also have a pilgrimage um usually over the Memorial Day weekend where people come from all over the country to the Harriet Tubman home
0: oh this is fascinating mm-hmm. yeah. and this is upstate New York wow it's
1: upstate, it's up it's not terribly far from Syracuse when I did the fundraiser we did it in Syracuse and and also you know if you're going that far the Seward House, which is pretty amazing, he he was Secretary of State, and um, if you go there, it's right up the block. In fact, Harriet Tubman's resting place is there. And there's this gigantic tree; it, it's an evergreen, and that's the tree that they planted for Harriet. It's the it's the tallest thing. It's tower it towers in the cemetery, and so you wow. have all this historical area, and really, just the history is just so fascinating in that whole entire area.
0: Wow, this is really great. It, it, let me ask you this. Is Auburn near Rochester? Because that's also a center of a lot of Ro-
1: yeah, Rochester history. Rochester further west. I think Rochester is further west. I'm not sure. My geography is uh, high. But it's close to Syracuse, that I know. And, and Syracuse okay. and Rochester aren't that close. It might be an hour or two away. I'm not quite sure. This yeah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to
0: see if people were going to plan, you know, mm-hmm. to visit oh, different things. You know, you do a tour or whatever. Tell us
2: what you did. Um, about <laughs>
0: oh, uh, <the> okay. <laughs> okay, sure. yeah I'm a licensed New York City tour guide, and uh, right now I'm doing eating tours. <laughs> I do the Greek gourmet eating tour of Astoria, and I'm also doing a pie day tour. Oh, uh-huh,
1: how cool. I was born in
0: Astoria. Is, <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Whoa, what yeah, a small world. This is yeah, like we're all connected. <laughs> yeah, Astoria is wild. Let me tell you something. <laughs> It's, so I'm going to rocking. give you the name
1: of somebody. Her name is Sylvia Lewis. Do, do you know her?
0: Not offhand. Okay. Sylvia Lewis. So Sylvia
1: Lewis, I did the show in New York. I did Harriet's Feet Return in New York this past summer, and I wanted mm-hmm. to do something. I wanted to have. Um, sometimes I do an ancestral celebration after, and I wanted to have something for the audience to take. Sylvia Lewis, and I'll give you her information. I don't. I don't have it right mm-hmm. in, my, in front of me right this minute. Um, but she's fascinating. She is African-American, Caribbean, she's of African descent and Asian descent. And her story mm-hmm. is fascinating. But she, I wanted something authentic from the period. And she made these cookies that were, um, they're from a recipe from the 1800s. I, because I wasn't prepared to do the recipe. But the the man who made them, his name is, or who wrote this recipe, his name is Russell. But it came out of the period of enslavement. And it wow. has and some other things in there. And I'll, I'll try to look at it while I'm talking to you, but I don't know if I can do it all, you know, multitasking. <laughs> I know. You know, I'll give I know. How 30 much, 30 much multitasking can you information? do? I'm sorry, I can't hear. Leslie, okay, I will
2: give each other, I will give you each other's contact information. So we don't okay. have to squeeze everything into right. this interview. Oh, of course. But <laughs> okay. I course. think that the two of you can work to do some Harry return shows and Cooking and uh, dining tours, mm-hmm. and you So I hope it goes is, um, together.
0: Yeah, right. Great. Especially
2: she's from Astoria. It's meant to be, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: yeah. And good. I'm a Tell cook. me where you live now.
1: I live in I'm New Mexico in a, now. Oh, oh, you're kidding. Are you in New Mexico right this minute? Yes, I'm in New Mexico right this minute.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's also a food mm-hmm. mecca. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that, Leslie, that you wrote on your post on the Harry Truman Home for the for the aged about the African American Museum in uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and I I was lucky to get in like m- my friend's daughter included me in her party I was so thrilled and mm-hmm. I was so happily surprised and you and you you guys will love this the cafeteria is also part of the exhibit and it features regional African American cuisines. <laughs> On, have you guys gone yet?
1: I've not gone yet, no. I, I, uh, I, all right, well, get ready. I, like, get I ready. love it. I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I know you were in here.
0: I was yeah. dying. I, I had um, <laughs> shrimp grits with cheese. I thought I, I died and gone to it and they give you a lot, <laughs> and relatively cheap. So it's like we were all, like, passing out. It was, <laughs> but it was such a tribute to the art, you know, the, all the arts were heralded, mm-hmm. but the cooking, too, you know, and, and the contribution. It's just, so it it really goes hand in hand, I think, food and history
1: and Absolutely. what have you. and, and I have got to learn some things about what Harry, like, um, I got to know some of her relatives. She liked possum um, and loved <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Of course,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Possum and, I haven't had yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Um, yeah. Right. Well, I want to thank you, Joanne. I know that Karen has an, another engagement coming up in a few minutes, so we're a little pressed for time. More than and normally, we don't have to uh, rush, but she is because this is the memorial. She's going to be all over the place tonight and this weekend, so we're going to have to cut this um, interview short. Uh, but I will uh, exchange your information via Facebook and email and so forth.
1: Thank you. I'm glad okay, to meet great.
2: You.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Leslie, for letting me know. And thank oh, you, Karen. Awesome. Good luck
2: to you. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, Karen. So now let's talk about your up and things that you're doing. And um, do you want to talk about anything that's happening uh, that I, you want us to promote?
1: Sure. I just well, there are a few things happening around, around mm-hmm. Harriet and and other, other things as well. I'm I'm calling I'm I'm on I'm on a mission basically. I have some other projects. Of course, I have Harriet Return based upon the legendary life of Harriet Tubman play. I say it real fast because mm-hmm. it um, But I also I have a book that I'm completing and right. a series that I want to do that's quite unique and mm-hmm. um I am really, really aware of Harriet's, as as I said, her energy permeating our culture, that people mm-hmm. pray to Harriet.
2: People mm-hmm.
1: see and embrace her as a way to strengthen themselves because she left that with us. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing some work around that, and uh, you and I are going to do something. We, we talked about that. I don't know if you want to get into that right now, but we're going to do something together mm-hmm. as well. And right. there's this big push. And a lot of things, the Underground Railroad, yes, but also about just the power of African-descended people throughout these centuries and where we are now and what it means and this uh, resurgence of consciousness. Recently because in Hawaii? Lost, I'm sorry? I'm
2: sorry. I, I got disconnected, but go ahead.
1: Okay. And I just came back from Charleston. I just did the show in Charleston with the Charleston mm-hmm. Black Repertory Theater. I had a repertory, sorry, the Charleston Black Theater. And it was wonderful. And Yvonne Brodus, oddly enough, her name, her last name is Brodus, <laughs> is the artistic director. I say that because that's the name. The spelling is different, but that's the name of the person who was the slaveholder who was who enslaved Harry Tubman. So I think it was kind of unique. Wow. And, of course, mm-hmm. she'd been in that area. She Harry Tubman, during the Civil War, um, did many things. But, but she was in that area, in that Gullah Geechee area and that land. And she trained the women in herbs. She was a, a master herbologist, and she made medicine. She understood she could feed herself. She could... And and so we have you know we have these gardens now where people are have having community gardens. Harry could have 25 acres of land and know what to do with it, and it's why it's still there because she knew what to do to do with it. She was an entrepreneur, and so I'm putting these messages out in the world right mm-hmm. now. I actually have a reading next week in Santa Fe. I'm going to read from the book that that I'm that I'm. Completing, And it's the first time okay. I'll be in public with that. And so I'm excited about that. That's going to be next Saturday, next Friday, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, okay. And Talk as, a as I said, of course, I'm, I'm touring. I'm sorry?
2: Talk a little bit her, about her pension and how she had
1: the uh, right. presence of mind to fight for her pension. She fought for her – she had the presence of mind. She, Harriet, and for me, she – had the presence of mind to know what, live, what living on Earth is supposed to be about—the the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical power and the joy that's supposed to be taking place here, instead of some of the torment and and, and, and torture of being here. And so she mm-hmm. understood. So she understood from an early age. Her father taught her about. Her father was um, in charge of the the uh, the logging and timber and, and lumber yards. And her, she, mm-hmm. she, he taught her about the woods, and so she knew how to do that. She knew how to navigate. She knew about the sky. She knew about the constellations. Um, she, she actually, when she was young, she started, she started hiring herself out. Sometimes, depending upon your plantation, you could hire yourself out and make money. You'd have to give a big portion of the money to the person who enslaved you, but you got to keep some. So she, she actually saved her money and bought oxen because she knew – She could work better if she had the oxen. So she she did that. She also found out that her mother was supposed to have been free when she turned 45, and they ignored that. She went to a lawyer. She took some of that money that she saved and spent $5 talking to the lawyer, found out it was true, but there was nothing that they could do about it. And her mother remained enslaved, and her mother and she and her other siblings were supposed to be free, but that didn't happen. They weren't paying attention to that law. When she became free, she, she, she worked um, in a in, – she was in Cape May, New Jersey. She, she ended up initially in Pennsylvania where she worked in a hotel, but she also would go to Cape May, New Jersey and do laundry and nursing for multiple people and make money. Her intention was to buy people out of slavery, including her husband, John Tubman. She was intending to buy – well, she didn't have to buy him, but send for him, but buy the rest of her relatives. Um, and so she was working hard for that and she wanted a home and she so she understood the value of money when she served in the civil war you asked me about the civil war i want to get to that when she served in the civil war she was a strategist she planned she planned this raid in on on the Kambahi River and she um ushered out she, they had three gunboats and she led these troops she told she told them how to get um, these torpedoes, which were water mines out of the river, and then she she wasn 't making any money, so she would bake pie and make root beer and do the soldiers' laundry to make money so that they would pay her for the for for these things when she got her home, she frequently had to to um, scrape money together she sold vegetables she um raised obviously and sold vegetables, but she had this dairy, and she had um, uh the laundry. And so she was very, very clear about um, what the power of money is. I was told many years ago that money is like blood in the human body. Money's blood in the outer world. You need it to circulate. You need it to, to navigate. Without it, you can't. You can't be healthy. You can't be whole. She was never wealthy, but she knew how to put things together. I love the new picture. I'm sure most people know about. This new picture of her that has come to pass, and she's she's just amazingly elegant regal and dignified and feminine and in her power she's got this power in her face and her position, the dress is gorgeous, um she had great taste if you go to you know she, she did she had beautiful things um she loved life. And But she knew that everybody should have life and that everybody was entitled. She went back and got her parents. Her parents were, were elderly when she went to get them, but she wasn't going to be free and leave her parents in slavery. And they were also threatening to, um, to uh, do harm to her father because he was helping people escape. And and so she had to fight for her pension. She never got that pension. She was married a second time. People don't think about the romance of Harry, but there was romance. She, her second husband's name was Nelson Davis, and she took his name. And um, she got his pension, but she never got her own pension. But she fought for it. She fought for everything she wanted, and she knew what was due her. And she wasn't afraid of um so-called power and authority. She knew there's a power and authority that lives within each of us and that that was the guiding light and the only real power that any of us have. And she, she always followed it. And that's why we follow her because she's an example of that. Wow.
2: The wow. other thing, she created I mean, community, really and I'm, thinking
1: of... I'm, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to do this, this little one thing. Mm-hmm. She created mm-hmm. community. She saw world community. She lived world community. She became friends with, um, Thoreau and 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 Emerson and the Alcotts and you know people talk about branding now this, that, and this and other. She was savvy. She understood the power of her word, and she was a raconteur And they, you know, to to me, she had her own play because she would tell stories and she told them in a way it was theater. And she would raise money. Mm-hmm. She was such a smart mm-hmm. woman. Oh, she was just smart and dynamic in so many ways. Wow.
2: And tell us, I'm reading um, some notes here. Tell us about the William Steele book, and and where you know. Tell us about that connection.
1: Okay, so um, when she met William Steele, and in the play, I have I have I have that she sees him and she says, and he's pretty talking. I sure and is. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and he um, he's the one who introduced her to the Underground Railroad. She heard him speak and and was taken by that, and her abolitionist. Meeting in a church, and um, she went back. Okay, so when she, she was there, and her head was hurting her, and and um, she was thinking about John, her husband, because her husband was free, but he didn't have the same sens- sensibility as Harriet. And when she got to Pennsylvania, she said, "I'm okay. I'm going to tell him what freedom really is. I'm going to go get him and pull him up here, and he, he he can start his own business and have enough people here to support him, enough uh, uh, business and." So she went to go get him, and when so I'm I'm sorry back, I'm going to back up a bit. So William Still was talking about um, a couple stuck in Maryland, and she recognized them as her family members, and so she decided I'll do it. I'm going to go get them, and I'm going to get John too. And she went to get John, and he wouldn't go. He had remarried, and it broke her heart. and And it's a huge, huge turning point in in her life, and um and she went on and got her 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 family. There was a the contradictory stories. There are a lot of contradictory stories. Some say it was her sister and her children, her husband. Some say it was her niece. But she mm-hmm. went and got got that family, and she brought them to Pennsylvania. She brought them north, and then she again wasn't thinking I'm going to make all these journeys, but she was inspired and she followed her intuition. She followed her spiritual guidance to do this. And that's when she started going back and forth. And Mm -hmm. um, she had help. She became friends with um, uh, many people, and among them Thomas Garrett, who was always fascinated. Harriet knew things before um, she should have supposedly known. So that mysticism, that other consciousness and awareness, her sixth sense or seventh or however many she had, she probably had 12 of them. And Mm -hmm. One time she was to see him, and she went to see him, and he, she said, I came for my money. And he was being coy. and he said, what money? And she said, "My, I, 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 I'm not sure I have the number right, but it's $26 and change, I, I believe. And he didn't know how she could know because somebody from Scotland had sent it, and it was there. Mm-hmm. And that's important. That story is
2: important on many levels. Talk about the Scotland connection, You know, we're networking, we're talking about, we just spoke to, Joanne from Astoria, Queens, through the help of Facebook and social media. How on earth did these people do the slave era?
1: Well, you know, relatives, individuals
2: process. in Scotland.
1: Well, you know, Scotland and Ireland and England and the plight of of enslaved people is international. You got the Portuguese doing that thing. You have all these people all over, so they do know about it. And the in England, slavery ended before American slavery, but the people knew about it and were had, we had supportive. And then that relatives here, a lot of the people who were immigrants here, true immigrants uh, were here. And, and so there, there was a conspiracy to not have this nightmare, this treachery, this abomination continue. We are all connected. That, that's just the truth. The people can deny it if they want to, but we are. And when soul the soul goes into action, there is change, and, and 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 so people from there knew about it. People from all over the world. Right now they're celebrating. Mm-hmm. I think I told you the other day, people mm-hmm. celebrate Juneteenth internationally in Korea, in in mm. all, all kind in Australia, all kinds of countries celebrate Juneteenth, and there are a lot of people of African descent here. Who don't even know what it is And that's not a criticism But that's saying that as we wake up As we understand the connection And that it's, it's that, that there's all kinds of slaves And remember in, in um, And
2: before you continue Karen For those people listening Who do not know What Juneteenth is Please explain
1: Okay so Juneteenth is celebrated it, it was, Technically it was in Texas and so the Emancipation Proclamation came and, and ended enslavement, technically, and, but nobody was being told. There were, there, were, there were pockets of people where nobody knew. And so two years later in June, roughly the 19th, it's called Juneteenth because they're not sure of it, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, but in that whole area, the word got out and celebrations happened that slavery had ended, and so people left and or did whatever they did um and so it's it's been celebrated since then and it's it picks up momentum more and more an, annually but the the amazing thing and this came up when I was doing the show in New Jersey that um that this international so somebody asked me to write something about it and I I'm a researchaholic so I started doing more research about it and so all over the world it's celebrated in Japan everywhere all, I mean African nations celebrated in in uh, in South America, celebrated, and that I, I remember. There's a it, 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 he was a filmmaker. His name was Saint Clair Bourne, and I remember talking to him because he he was doing um, a documentary, and he talked about being in Ireland and how the Ireland study, the you know the, the, what's going on there, and it continues. Um, we're studying some of the strategies during the civil rights movement, the the, the nineteen 50s and 60s civil rights movement in our country. Um, And so everywhere that people are oppressed, we'd be checking with each other. But You know, Gandhi, you know, in India it's celebrated. Because we know that no people have uh, the right to make other people into their servants, period, the end, on any level. And so this war is it, it's fought right. physically but it's also fought spiritually and emotionally. And and that energy goes out into into the world and people tell each other and they find out about it. Wil you know, Wil Wilberforce, um, is is in Ohio and that was taking place in England but it ended up over here too, you know, so it's
2: um Yeah. And
1: um it's fascinating.
2: And and how many different countries have you performed Harriet?
1: I performed Harriet, oh my gosh, and one thing I did, okay, I'll tell you that, is I have, I'm have. i trying to count while, I, while I'm talking to you, um, but I, what I did last year, which touched a bunch of countries, was I did it at the UN, I did an, an excerpt last year, I didn't do the, the full show, but last year during the, uh, the International Women's Conference, the, the International Status, oh gosh, I'm going to get it right, Commission on the Status of Women Conference at the UN. I I did I did an excerpt and people from all over the world were there. That was amazing. I love it.
2: That is it was impressive. And and I I just can't get enough of you. And you everyone can hear that you have a, a spring within you of knowledge about Harriet. You live, breathe, and you know everything <laughs> about her from her every hair and her follicle <laughs> to her toes. So we can have you on here for another four or five hours, and you still wouldn't be tired. But I know that you have to to end this show, and you have things to do. Um, What are your closing remarks, and how can we support you and keep in contact with you?
1: You know what I'd like to do? I'd really like to do, because Harriet's return, the point for me, I mean, people love the story because it goes from from contemporary times so that we know why it matters into her afterlife. But if, if you have the time, I'd like to do the end of the play. That's just the very end of it. Would that be yeah, okay? please, please. Okay. I'm going
2: to put my phone on mute. Take, you can go.
1: Okay, and so just so the audience knows, um, it's, as, as I say, we I play 31 people, and so we go from Harriet being a little child, and she's light, and she's imagines the underground railroad coming up, and all and all of that out of the ground with a big old blind and light swoopy up, perfect to the end of her life when she's 93. And so I'll just do it from there. Um, after, just Give me a second. Um, in 1896, Nelson died in 88. I goes to Washington, D.C. to help organize the National Association of Colored Women. When I stands to speak, they jump to their feet and wave they handkerchiefs, and claps like thunder for the longest time. Call me, Mother Hyde. Me, who ain't had no children, is the mother to all these now. Them tears wasn't fought good, no, sir. Mm-mm. I'm going to go forward a little bit. All back then, and me, we is voices now, and we hears y'all call, and we tries our best, and we're asking y'all do yours, because some of us is real tired, and all y'all powerful young self. Let me see if I can recognize some of y'all. Because you know we recycles, reconstitutes, reincarnates, whatever you want to call it. You, you look like Gregory Waters. Won't help us with the Bibby that time, you remember? Catherine Henderson, that's you? Mm-hmm, that's how she pretty. <laughs> She's pretty last time, too. Real smart, too. Everybody, everybody say your name. You say your name out loud. And you take something. And you put it in your heart. And you fix it to your mind. And you do it. You do it. Because we. We the ones. We the ones, y'all. We the ones. 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 We the ones.
2: Whoa. Okay, that was awesome.
1: I thank Harriet for coming in.
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. We the ones. I got it. And <laughs> okay. I saw, You know, I watched you twice. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, and I need not tell the audience this is an extraordinary performance. You have to come out and see Harriet. Returns turns. She hasn't been doing this for two decades because it's not good. <laughs> And also, if people, people are interested,
1: I mean, feel free to contact me if you're interested in in having me come to do the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I do have a website, Karen. Okay, so my website is Karen Jones Meadows, K-A-R-E-N J-O-N-E-S M-E-A-D-O-W-S dot com, or you can write Harriet's Return without the apostrophe, H-A-R-R-I-E-T-S R-E-T-U-R-N dot com. You can get there both ways. And uh, and I have a Facebook page, Karen Jones Meadows. Now you have to put the now on there, or you get my personal page, and, which is I don't put that much there. So Facebook and my phone number is five zero five eight six seven zero eight five seven. And um, I have a cruise coming up uh, that I'm going to do. Um, we we are one Vic, Vision Voice Victory cruise through my company. So. Really feel free to contact me. I would love to speak to anybody. I would love speaking to everyone because we have a lot to do, and it's going to take all of us to get it done.
2: Wow. All right. Okay. Thank you, Karen, so much Thank for uh, coming so much, in uh, on a short notice, and we will be in touch.
1: Thank you, Leslie. Appreciate it. All right. Have <laughs> a good
2: one. bye right. Bye-bye.